Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. On a this is Friday, Friday night, no less. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, our our, our strange our strange release schedule has been uh, has been remedied for now. Um, anyway, welcome back to the show. If you haven't had a chance yet, we launched our fretboard our live fretboard episode this past Thursday. Go check it out. Uh, special thanks to fretboard. Special thanks to to uh, cousin Kenny Ken D- Ken underscore Diesel on Instagram, um, and also special thanks to the toy department for providing a fifty dollars gift card for someone to win. Uh, and lastly, thanks to Flying Forward Farrell, even though I paid for the shirts. Thanks for making them, Brad. They were awesome. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to add to that? No. Thanks to all of that. And I did watch the Instagram live, some of it of the toy department today. Oh, cool. And I, that's a place I need to go check out. Yeah. Now, well, next time you come up on a, like a Saturday or something, we'll go over there. Anyway, um, but no, it's fun. I thought it was a good show. Uh, thanks for everybody who showed up. Um, for those like four tables of happy hour people, thanks for sticking around. That was cool. Yeah, give me that, that rowdy, up that there. rowdy table of guys. Yeah, that rowdy table of guys. Like, thanks. You actually, you guys made it fun. So afterwards, they they apologized for like, hey, uh. We, we, we weren't too, weren't too loud, were we? It's like, no, nah, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a brewery, nah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're doing it at a bar. Like, we... <laughs> so... Uh, also, that Wawa, yeah. I really like that. Dude! Yeah, okay. So, if you're in Cincinnati right now, go to Fretboard at some point this weekend or week or whatever. And there's a beer. It's called the Wawa. It is a maple vanilla blonde. It tastes just like a waffle. It's 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 really good, and it smells like oh, it smells like heaven, heavenly waffles <laughs> and syrup. So, although, I only had the one. So, although but, I have to say that I, I am more a pancake guy. Yeah, you know, same. A, a good waffle, a good waffle. It, it, it's it's not up to the level of a good pancake for me, but hey, still. Love so I, I make killer waffles, like killer amazing waffles. So, but I do like I prefer pancakes as well. Do you make Death Star waffles? No, I make legit Belgian waffles in the waffle oh, maker that you see, flip over. See, yeah, that's that's the one. Like like first watch, I love their Belgian waffles. Yeah, but again, I mean, again, a good waffle is really good. I ju- I'll just take a good pancake over that. Oh yeah. So um, in Cincinnati again, sugar and spice. If you like pancakes, go there. There's one in. Well, the main one is in Reading, and then there's one downtown. Noted. Cool. All right. So, uh, welcome to breakfast food talk with <laughs> the breakfast club. <laughs> I, that's that's well, that's a movie, and that's a uh, that's a show. Oh, that's no. a. That, I think there's a couple different shows called The Breakfast Club now. Yeah. But all right. So we're talking Henry Cavill. A cavalcade right. That's his name. Cavill. A cavalcade of Cavill. A cavalcade of Cavill. So Daryl Daryl put on his super simp suit and went hunting for news today. <laughs> I so, believe that's oh, Anna the Star Wars girl that does it. Yeah. Oh, I have my I have, see Cat like woman. you have your Henry Cavill. I have my Anna Super Sam suit. So yeah. Um anywho. So just real quick, we are we are only talking news today. We don't have an actual like main topic because we've been so main topic heavy lately. Like there's just a bunch of cool stuff that happened this week, and it's like we're gonna talk about it. And next week, I think we'll talk about Red Notice, even though it's got The Rock in it. I'll watch it. Because <laughs> Daryl wants me to. It's got Gal and Ryan yeah. in it, too. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, The Rock is like, a, I don't know. I'm just not, not really, I'm not really that into Dwayne The Rock Johnson anymore. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I had a, you know, fun go of some of his movies. And again, don't get me wrong. I, I am looking forward to Black Adam, but he does play The Rock in every movie. Yeah. Like, um, the one, the central intelligence with him and Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Like that movie's hilarious. And it's hilarious because he's playing The Rock, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. All right. So we got a bunch of news about uh Highlander, actually, this week. Speaking of Ryan which, Reynolds. Which is nice. <laughs> Do what? He was atta- he was Ryan Reynolds, he was attached. Oh, to that's the, right. To he was. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I love oh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, I'm glad he didn't make this. God, I, I could you have don't... imagined his Scottish accent? <laughs> this is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ryan, that's Australian. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know what that was, Ryan. <laughs> My bad. Nope, still not Scottish. <laughs> if it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> it's closer. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's taking on the lead role of Connor. So they've, they, is this confirmed that, oh yes, it's, it's confirmed that it's filming this year, but yeah. is it confirmed he's actually Connor McLeod? That's the thing I don't know. I, it did say that in the article. I was hoping it, we were getting maybe another McLeod. So if they wanted to bring Connor in, they have that. Well, Con- Connor died. Well, in, but this is in-game. a reboot. Was, yeah, so I was like, "Wait a minute! I didn't did, did Thanos kill him?" <laughs> That's what I was. Thinking no, uh, because, I think Edge oh did. God, some of these, some of those movies, but yeah, I don't know. I think this article did say he's can, he's filling the role again. While I know Christopher Lambert is not the greatest actor in the world, I love him as Connor McCloud. I I would like them to do, and again, I'm very happy that Cavill is is taking this role because he has the physicality that's going to be required but he also and, and again they mentioned this in the article about they want someone that can connect emotionally with a character who's been around for 500 years and right. has gone through the things that he's gone through and Cavill again, well the witcher is perfect practice for that <laughs> yeah yeah it, it really is which by the way season two drops December 17th yes sir um I, I do like so. Here's what I'm actually really excited for is we got Chad Stahelski directing John Wick. Yeah, well, he directed the first John Wick, right? Yes, the first John Wick, and uh, arguably the best. Anyway, so my uh-huh. it's my favorite of the three Wicks, that, and again, yeah, I love absolutely. all three of them, but I think that's my it's, favorite one. I here's the thing is like with John Wick. Quick aside, um, it's actually fun to just watch all three of them in a row. <laughs> I've never done that. It's it's I highly recommend it. Like anyway, I might do that tonight. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so like it's like you said, he's got the physicality. And like, but I look at him and I'm like, you know, I mean, he's he's he might be too handsome, but he could play the Krugan. Oh yeah, like him as the bad guy. Think about that. I I didn't think about that until now, and I'm I'm uh, you know what I'm picking up what you're putting down right now. I I actually would. That I would love to see him in that role again. Spoiler alert! Like even with Mission Impossible, for the most part of the movie, he even though he's kind of like shady, he's on the side of the good guys. Well, he was a bad guy the whole. You the minute he showed up I, with I, a mustache, you knew he was the bad guy. 
but it wasn't a twirling mustache. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, to, to see him from the start be just this centuries long, just brutal killer. Mm -hmm. That would be very interesting. Yeah. So I kind of, what I would like is kind of like the first Highlander is it picks up with him um, in the present. Right. Yeah. And then we get, we might get a flashback if we need it. Right. But I don't think we necessarily do. Um, I like the idea of him being a different McLeod. Or just a different yes. guy from Highlander, uh, from Highland, the Highlands. Like, you know, he could be a Campbell or something. Yeah. You know, my name is Connor Campbell from the clan Campbell. Prepare to lose your head. You killed my father. So, prepare to die. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about this in this article, they mentioned that, and this is like a big trope now or a big phrase they use in Hollywood now, more grounded in reality. Dude, you're talking about immortals. Okay? Who burst into They're, lightning when you cut their heads off. Yeah. <laughs> The quickening it, it, there there is no i i see this way too often now when they're especially when they're talking they're usually doing this when they're talking about superhero movies grounded in, we don't need to be grounded in reality you know what we need just to be entertained and uh, th again that's the most important thing so th I, th I just thought that was funny when you're talking about freaking immortals they're more grounded in reality like, yeah I, you know the whole grounded in reality thing is as um what's the word for it oh played out Yes. Uh, I don't want to go see things grounded in reality. I want to go see fantastical things that make me go, what? Exactly. Yes. And make that stupid Ben Wyatt face with my face half <laughs> opened and like, you know, anyway. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I think this is, this is pretty cool. Um, and then Bounding had a, an article about it with him as well. So we, we were talking from Screen Rant. Uh, they have new details emerged. Um you know, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, but you know, this is the same, you know, people talking about it. My only concern is that it's Lionsgate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so deadline has this as well saying Connor. Okay. So that's so, pretty much confirmed. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not a huge thing for me, but I, I just kind of like the idea of him, like you said, being someone else. Mm -hmm. and, and I, w I, w I would like to see a kind of like a cameo just be kind of cool of Christopher Lambert maybe in the background or something like that and, and knows, don't but. forget Adrian Paul yes. because yes. because I, despite I, how I, bad the movies were that he was in the, yeah. the show Highlander I love that it was actually I, one of the shows my mom and I watched together oh uh, yeah I was gonna so. say he was the, he's the torchbearer for Highlander he's the one who made it even more popular Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. I am Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod, even though I have a Canadian accent, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> that's a good call. Because, yeah, he, without him, without that show, well, you could argue this would have, this actually would have been a positive. We wouldn't have gotten some of these other Highlander movies, but Highlander would have just been long forgotten from, you know, just a movie from the 80s or something along those lines. And, so I love the first one. The second one is a goddamn travesty. Um, I know the third one is bad, but I 100% love it. Like, I bought the VHS of that one. <laughs> is that the one with Mario Van Peebles? Yes. And yeah. and Mario Van Peebles, like, I don't know where he went or what happened to him, but, like, Dude, he, I feel, like, yeah. I mean, just think of, you know, the movies in the 80s and early 90s he was in. You know, he had uh, Heartbreak Ridge. 
uh, was that Solo? Was that Solo, was yeah. That movie? Uh, yeah, Solo with Kurt Russell, where they yeah. were the uh, the androids or the yeah. whatever humanoids. Yeah, and Posse. Po- Posse yeah, 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 great. that show yeah. the heart the the movie that the cowboy movie the harder they fall is is leaning mm-hmm. heavily on that even though I'm only halfway through it, but okay. it's leaning heavily on Posse and and so far it not it, it can't hold a candle to that movie it can't hold a candle to Posse, but yeah I. I don't know where he went, but yeah. It says American film director now. Hmm. Oh, he directed New Jack City. You know what? I think I knew that, and it just... I had no idea. It was one of those things that just fell by the wayside. I I, I always liked Mario Van Peebles and and, and stuff that he was in, and yeah, he's one of those guys. It's like, where where did he... Where where did Mario go? Where are they now? Yeah. It's a me. It's a Mario. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, he hasn't like. He's in something called a TV movie called Salt and Peppa as a pastor. I mean, he's been acting. All right, I just haven't watched anything he's been in. Drumline and New Beat. He played Mister Bolton. Red Sky. Yeah, I mean, he's been acting, so that's good. That makes me happy. Um, even though it's nothing, <laughs> I really watch. Uh, let's see, TV. Oh, he was on A Million Little Things. He must have been on after I stopped watching. Uh, Z Nation. I never watched that one. I never watched that. No, I, I watched that for like two episodes, I think. He was on Blind Spot after I stopped watching. He was on Bloodline after I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> I sense a theme here. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, I, like I'm excited. I I want them to do like they need arguably the most important character is the sword. <laughs> yes, you know it ne- it needs to be you know the katana with the dragon hilt and you know the uh, just like I mean it's so badass. So yeah. So I'm, but I'm here's really, the I, other. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, what I was just saying, saying I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what uh, Cavill and Chad can put together. Yeah. yeah. Here's my only issue, right? Is that he's so big. Who are they going to get to be like a convincing threat to him as a bad guy? Yeah. So, because like they can't put some like beta in there. You know, no. it's like, oh, we're going to put uh, Camille Nanjiani in there. And it's like, yeah, no, nobody, nobody believes for a second Cam- Camille <laughs> Nanjiani could stand up. We're going to put B- Batista in there. Nah, Cavill's like four inches taller than him still. It's not going to work. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be Cavill might be see. eight inches taller than B- Batista, let's be honest. But, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. It's going to be cur- curious to see. And like, are they going to do the whole love interest thing? Are they going to, you know, I don't know. So I'm excited to see what they do. I'm I'm also excited to see see what Strahelski does with swords instead of guns. Yes, yes, that's yeah, that is because yeah. I just want to see the unique take he has on the action portion of this movie. Yeah, I mean, because like the what was it? The scene when Neo was in the third one where all yeah the third one where all the agent smiths were coming at him and he was using the um like the tetherball thing as a bow staff yeah that was kind of cool and i know he was doing the stunt like the stunt stuff for that so okay maybe maybe that's uh you know maybe that's just a precursor of something cool that we get to see um 
but more grounded in reality. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no, I think it's cool. I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready to to get on board with that. Uh, all right, so switching gears to to more Henry Cavill, <laughs> you you also found a uh, a couple Superman related articles from this week. Um, yeah, which is funny because we we've been told he's done playing the Man of Steel. <sighs> DC and Warner Brothers. And, and, and again, just to get into this article is he talks about wanting to explore this thing. And this is one of the titles of the, one of the articles, the psyche of Superman. And he actually had a couple good quotes in this. And one of them, the, the, the best one, and he's, he's right about this yet. And again, I don't know if this is his, how should you say naivete, but in regards to Superman, he said Superman is an ideal. Superman's an extraordinary thing that lives within our hearts, which yeah, yeah that that is absolutely true. And this was kind of on the 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 tale or of him talking about you know the you know black Superman, Battlezod, and how Michael B. Jordan is looking to bring him to the you know big screen. And he was ta- he he also mentioned, and I don't have this here unfortunately. He also mentioned how Superman you know it's he's more than a color it's more than the color of his skin. Which again, right. what Superman represents that he is one hundred percent right. So when I said the night naivety is just because I don't I don't think these creatives behind the studios and i definitely know the creatives in the comics don't look at it that way yeah so Um, here's the quote he says it's exciting superman's far more than skin color superman is an ideal superman is an extraordinary thing that lives within our hearts why not uh why not have multiple supermen going on joaquin did a wonderful joker movie so if that's not tied into the rest of the franchise they have multiple Superman comic book storylines happening at the same time. So, I mean, I mean, he makes a great point and he has and, not had a fair shake mm-hmm. at like, kind of like Brandon Routh, right? There yeah. hasn't been that, that fair shake at a real Superman movie yet with him. No. And one of the other things he mentions was how he, his creative choice in in at the end of Man of Steel when spoiler, he snaps Zod's neck and that that cry, which again that still you know gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. But he even said right. he had more emotional takes that they didn't use, hmm. and that's what he wants to explore. The problem with that, and the and the one problem I will point out with that, they should have explored that in Batman v Superman, and they did a they did a disservice to the character in the sense of they never went back to that. They never said, okay, what type of an impact does yeah. killing his last remaining, you know, as far as he knows, his last remaining, you know, not relative, but people Tied in Krypton. Kryptonia, yeah. how does that affect him? And how does that affect him taking a life in general? Right. That, I, that, that could have been such, that should have been at the center of, or one of the things at the center of Batman v Superman. And instead mm-hmm. they just pumped way too much in it and you know i will absolutely say the i've I've told you this multiple times that the director's cut or the ultimate cut of that is a far superior film it still fails though as much as much 
as much as it is above the theatrical version, it still fails the character in the sense that mm-hmm. it doesn't even feel like a Superman movie. Like, well, yeah, and and to be honest, it was a movie that did not need to happen the way it happened. Right. They they were so eager after like the pop that Civil War got with the heroes versus heroes that they were like, oh well, we need to just do this with an aged Batman. Like a like you know, if you're gonna do Batman versus Superman, do them ba- both at their prime. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Doesn't that make more sense? It makes more sense to me because that way you'll be able to tell more stories as well. Correct. Um, but no, I mean, I like his take. I, I like that he wants to explore that. I like what he he said. I mean, his quote about the a black Superman. You know, the the thing is, is like, don't just make Clark Kent black. We've talked about this before, right? That's that's just not that's not okay. That that's that's blackwashing an iconic character, especially when they've made like Val Zod is a cool ass character. Calvin I, Ellis is a cool ass character. Yeah. And, and as far as people talking about, you know, tokenization, there's ways to do it where you have a character that's interesting. And again, I've only read small portions. I've never read anything about Calvin Ellis, never read those stories, but I've read a little bit of Val Zod, And there are some interesting things that they put into there. Like the guy, you know, he's been in a bubble for most of his life. So he's agoraphobic. He's, you know, he has a, right. He comes out. Agor- that is a very interesting thing. Thinking about a, a character that is super powerful, but is scared, is, you know, is afraid of open spaces. You could do a lot with that, with talented writing. I, I just yeah. don't know if we have that, you know, in war at Warner's and, that is my concern with things like this. And I love, while I love Cavill's earnestness, I don't think that, like I said, the creatives behind this will have that same earnest desire to tell a captivating story without not just dribbling in, right, oversaturating it with an agenda yeah. message. Uh, I got to the bottom of this. Uh, I, I apparently did not go far enough in this article before. So at the very end, the last paragraph, it says, although a black Superman film may retain, remain a contentious topic, it's important to remember that no idea is inherently flawed. It all comes down to execution. Miles Morales faced similar criticism when he first took up the mantle of Spider-Man. More on that in a second. Yet, he has since become one of Marvel's most iconic modern heroes. Hopefully, Coates and Abrams will be able to do the same thing for their version of Man of Steel. All right, first off, one, he did not just pop up and, and was all of a sudden Spider-Man. He was this right. kid. He got bit by a spider. He actually met Peter Parker. Um, and when Peter Parker died, Miles then became Spider-Man to, to try and live up to the example that Peter had set when he sacrificed himself in the, in the Ultimate Universe. Since Miles has come into the 616, he has been a tokenized version of Spider-Man. So they lost sight of everything that made him. Everything unique. that made him Miles and mm-hmm. like, um, what was it? The, the old uh, milestone with static, the rebirth of cool. You know, everything that made Miles cool has been saturated and watered down by Marvel's inane casting of writers because they don't pick writers who can write. They don't pick writers who are fans of characters. They don't pick writers who even like comic books. They pick writers that match the agenda that they want to push in that book. 
Yes. And that and that's why I mean I told you about this earlier. The this is the this past week was the tenth tenth year, ten year anniversary of Miles donning the the black and red spider suit, right? Mm-hmm. And his ten year anniversary book sold sold a lot of copies, especially for what his book has been doing lately. But a ten year old reprint outsold it by like thirty thousand units. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing as all get out. A ten-year-old reprint. So this this uh, who wrote this? Um, this Brendan Kim. Um, shut the fuck up. Hopefully, yeah. Coates and Abrams will be able to do the same with their version of the Man of Steel. Well, one Coates does not know how to write fiction, um, he's, and he's racist. He's awful. he's awful. And yeah, and he's racist. And JJ yeah. yes, Abrams is a vampire <laughs> and sucks the life out of every franchise he puts his tiny little <laughs> hands on. And I still want to kick him in the taint. Is that for what he's done with Star Wars and stuff or for Cloverfield? Oh, I mean, it started with Cloverfield. <laughs> it's just gotten to be a harder and harder kick with every movie. Um, anyway, uh, no, Co- Coates is awful. Yeah, Coates Coates ruined Black Panther in his run. Coates ruined Captain America in his run. He is not a fan of these things. He's a fan of inserting himself into what he does. And uh, Brendan Kim, shut the fuck up. Yeah, kick rocks, dude. Wow, that was a that was a beta way to say that. (laughs) I'm trying to be nice Uh, and. I don't want to be nice and not curse anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm tired. Like I'm tired of actually. Nice. But actually, to be honest, I just love saying kick yeah. rocks. Yeah, kick rocks <laughs> is a good one. I was gonna, I was gonna say pound snow, but you know, <laughs> I mean that, that's one I like to use. Pound snow, you know, pound snow, you mook. I might, have, um, I might have to use that now. Pound snow is a good one. So, um, and especially if you say pound snow, you mook. Uh, thank you, uh, David Greenwald, for for giving me that from Angel. I think season three or four. um but yeah just to kind of to kind of put a button on this like cavill i think look wise is the most perfect superman we've had look wise yes um cavill story wise i think was grossly underserved not quite as underserved as um brandon um yeah brandon ralph um yeah, but close, right? Yeah, what could have been um, for both of them? And again, you're, you're you're talking to someone who loves Man of Steel. But well, I contend in the Return of Superman that Brandon Routh <laughs> and uh, Sammy Huntington are the perfect Clark Kent, Superman, Jimmy Olsen con- combo. The perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not a James Olsen. No. <laughs> not 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 uh not the not J- the real Jimmy Olsen's older brother who stole his little brother's name and hobby. <laughs> you know, that was really dumb. That was so uh, then, like it's like come on Smallville. Come on. You you've you've been better than this the whole time you've been at it. Uh anyway, all right. So let's uh let's move on to uh the Disney Plus news. 
um, that you you have so graciously. By the way, thank you for putting the the, the show together for me this week. Um, well, I was so busy, like yeah. with you know for putting everything together for Monday, and then I had stuff on Tuesday, and then I went and watched AEW in Indianapolis AEW, on Wednesday, on Sunday, AEW. Wednesday, um, and I stuck around so I could get my picture with Cody Rhodes. Um, I was I was four feet away from getting my picture with with CM Punk. So close, and yet so he far. turned around and like went down and back up the other aisle to get pictures with everybody else. I'm like, ah oh, man. Did you but lean I over want... the railing like your your head down and just like leaned over the railing like a noodle when he no, walked away? I did not. I you know I mean honestly I didn't really care that much, but <laughs> I really wanted to get that because Angel loves CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to go to Indianapolis with me, so I went with my buddy Juan, and so I don't. Know. But we chatted with Justin Roberts throughout the night. That dude is cool as shit. That is, that is really cool. You could do that. Sorry, able to do that. I'm not quite sure what kind of product he puts in his hair to get it to like stay like that. But that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most impressive thing. All right. Uh, so Disney, the 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 plus the plus if you will, is having a rough week. Yeah. Um, so it says here, just from the Hollywood Reporter, in the slowest growth quarter since it's launched two years ago, Disney added only 2.1 million subscribers. But one Wall Street expert says momentum can build as confidence in uh, the content slate grows, sim- similar to the dynamic we saw with Netflix. Uh, I will say this. Netflix... When they put their mind to content, like to creating like Netflix originals um, and buying that one show with the dude from The Sopranos that was like the uh, the Swedish gangster thing and mm-hmm. um, the werewolf oh, thing uh, with Famke Jansen. Yeah. Anyway, so those are two things that they bought and then put out as Netflix originals. So that, that's kind of what kicked the ball running. Lilyhammer? And then, yeah, thank you. Um, and then House of Cards is what oh, shot man. it to the moon. That yes. first season of House of Cards is amazing. Yeah, it is. Anyway, um, so like Disney has been so slow with rolling new things out, even before the pandemic, right? Even before there was shutdowns, even before all of this. And the thing I don't understand is they have the uh, the volume that they can shoot all of this on. They can shoot every series on a different volume soundstage around the world. Why are why why are why is that facility not in use 24 hours a day? Pumping out cool-looking shows and and whatnot. Right? Yeah, you don't and, have an answer. And, no, I don't. <laughs> But I was just going to say one of the things in the article it mentions this was the slowest growth quarter since the inception of Disney Plus and yeah and again the reason why and one of the things you know uh, uh, let's we we know there's more competition you know you mm-hmm. have Paramount Plus you have Apple Plus you have uh, what what is the other Peacock Plus Premium there is a lot more competition than there was even two years ago uh, I I also think it to kind of piggybacking off of what you said about the volume is just their inability to be consistent with getting things out. Right. Also ne- not necessarily giving fans what, what we, what they want. Well, that's, that's the 
the case in point right there. I'm mm-hmm. going to run through a little something here. So their, their 2022 shows look like this. Moon Knight. Okay, great. Like Moon Knight is, he's got, Moon Knight has fans, but Moon Knight is, is not in itself like something that's going to get people to sign up, right? Right. They have She-Hulk. For whatever reason, they cast that tiny little woman from Orphan Black to play She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, Which, again, I liked her. I liked her fine. She's a good actress. She's a good yeah. actress, but like you know, Miss um, Marvel, the sixteen-year-old Kamala Khan. I don't know if you saw the the screen grab of her in like the Carol Danvers costume, mm-hmm. but well, it was I, like I, actually saw... I had to swallow from throwing up. <laughs> well, I actually saw the teaser they did for that, and again, mm-hmm. might not be made for us. It just no. And I don't mind the co- that costume because as a teenager doing that, that's the least of my worries. It's just, again, the agenda in the sense. But yeah, of and it, but I mean, there are the people are mad because of like they were like she's not dark skinned enough and she's Pakistani. She's, not you know, it's like shut up, just shut <sighs> up. Um, what happened to best actor for the role? Um, that's what people <laughs> used to want, right? Uh, let's see, Echo with uh, you know. Um, the Maya Lopez series about a deaf superhero who will be introduced in Hawkeye. Agatha, House of Harkness? Like, no. <laughs> yes, she stole scenes in WandaVision, um, and Jack Schaefer is going to return to write this, but no. No, 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 no. no. Uh, let's, let's, hold on, let me get my ass on. <clears throat> no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, uh, X-Men 97. They think that they can do a sequel to where this one left off. Let's um let's go He-Man Revelations there. Uh Spider-Man Freshman Year, an animated series following young Peter Parker on his way to becoming Spider or Iron Boy. Uh a whole Marvel Zombies animated series. Why? I don't I'll, I'll let you continue and then I'll have my uh, Yeah, hold on. Hold on cuz there's more. Secret Invasion, who cares? Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, who cares? Ironheart, the worst token character that has ever been put to paper. Riri Williams is an awful, awful character. It has nothing to do with her being black. It has to do with the fact that she has the worst motivations. She's a started out like you thought she was a supervillain, and they're like, oh no, she's a hero. Um, and they're going to make her a teenage genius who can create her own Iron Man armor. Um, Bob Chapek has apparently told them they are not allowed to use Robert Downey Jr. Yes, I saw that. So, uh, what if season two? So, you know, great. Who cares? Uh, I am Groot, a series of shorts following baby Groot. Um, there's a, there's a Groot and Rocket cartoon. That's on the Disney Plus app. Go watch that. It's based on the Scotty Young comic. Plus, we still have Hawkeye coming out. Um, yeah. So, uh, of everything coming out, the only thing I'm I'm remotely interested in is Hawkeye. And that's so, partly because I really like Haley Steinfeld. So right, I will. I'll shut up. Pseudo disagree with that. And I actually thought the teaser that we got from Moon Knight was is very interesting. I love Oscar Isaacs. So Hawkeye, like you said, 
and She-Hulk in this sense, I just don't know where they're going with this. So I and again, I like I said, I like the actress. They don't give us they give us what a, a one second clip of her as She-Hulk. Oh, did they? Yeah. Other than that, you know, I love the episode of Marvel Zombies of What If. I don't need mm-hmm. a whole season of that. I don't. No. Uh, no. Iron Ironheart, Riri Williams. She's like borderline sociopath. Yep. Uh, Echo, really? I mean, really? Spider-Man you, you, freshman you, you year. You know who? Hold on, wait. You know who was a, do, do, a deaf superhero in the comics? Who's that? Uh, the person whose uh, series she's being introduced in. Oh, you mean Hawkeye? Hmm. Yeah, Hawkeye. What? <laughs> Martin was deaf. Hold on. Wait a second. Yeah. You forgot. Stop uh, the presses. Yeah. You forgot Armor Wars. By the way, who cares? Uh, Secret uh, Invasion. I would not say I forgot Armor Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's again, look, this is just a lot of stuff that most of the stuff there. And again, I'm not going to lie. I will. I will test it out and see if I like it or not. Like I said, there's only three. Well, and, and again, She-Hulk is iffy, but I am looking forward to Moon Knight. I'm definitely looking forward to Hawkeye. Other than that, out of all those, mm-hmm. that's it. Like Miss Marvel, again, might not be made for us. I don't like that. It, and it's, again, it's not that she, you know, is, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're tapping into, you know, her Muslim heritage, which again, as a character, they should. It's the fact that, and again, there's an art, the article with the bounding talks about this, where she says, brown girls don't get to save the world or brown people like me or something like right. that. Right. And the article. What about Rhodey Rhodes? Yeah. The article refutes that statement there. And it, it starts off with saying, what about these guys that came from nothing? What about these right. people here? And so that that that's on the wrong foot right there. And it mm. doesn't stop with Marvel. It's it's it, yeah. The Obi-Wan thing again. I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about that. You like I'm, I'm not. That. No, it's 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 I, I do not believe that that's what they're actually going to do. I really hope not. I, I and if it is, Skywalker Ranch deserves to be burned to the ground because they don't deserve to have it anymore. <laughs> now, I did not watch the Bub, uh, Bubba Fett featurette. Uh, I, I well, I watched about thirty seconds, of, like with um, Den of Nerds was watching it. The one yeah. thing I did watch and I I thought it was really funny. It gives nothing about what the show is, but Willow, the Willow uh, TV series, yeah, with Warwick Davis. Yeah. They do. He does, there's a feature at like three minutes where he introduces his younger castmates. Mm-hmm. You have to w- find that and watch it. It's freaking hilarious because uh, he basically talks down to him the whole time. It, it's hilarious. <laughs> it does nothing about what the show's going to be, but yeah. I, I, I just thought that was interesting. Well, but yeah, Warwick Davis Disney, is hilarious. So yeah, but Disney Plus Day uh, again. I think today the stock fell again. But one of the things the article, uh, this article also mentions, or one of the articles, I think we have two, is that they might need to look at expanding to more adult-oriented content. Because if you're wanting to expand your subscriber base, if you want to compete with all these Netflix, with Hulus, with the Paramount Pluses that have shows of, you know, know, for people of all ages. Mm -hmm. uh, See what I did there? (laughs) I do. I liked it. You're the, you're one of the few people that would get that, but you're gonna have to go with more than just sometimes PG thirteen. You're you're gonna have, and again, I don't, I still don't know what they want to do with the Netflix characters like Daredevil, 
and Punisher and all that. I'm still not sure where they're going with that. Nowhere. I mean, like, I mean, maybe the movies, but they're not going to do shows with those characters. And and, and putting that stuff on Hulu does not help Disney Plus. No, it doesn't. Because it's not about the, oh, we have this many subscribers across all of the packages. No, that's not, that's not what, like, investors want to see. That's not what the street wants to see. Um, Right. And and to be honest, as, as someone who... You know, my, my subscription is coming up here in, in, in a week. And it's like, as of right now, I don't want to keep it. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is what uh, what Mothis Nathanson says, or, or, or analyst Michael Nathanson. He echoed, you know, he makes a comparison to Netflix uh, where how Netflix dipped and then it, you know, it, it had that resurgence. And he says, the admission that DC, uh, I almost said DC, that Disney Plus growth will reaccelerate mm-hmm. when content spending reaccelerates is consistent with the recent experience at Netflix where the growth slumber created by the pandemic's pull forward of subscribers was finally shattered by record amounts of new content dropped in the last few months of this year. Again, you're talking about Netflix whose content again, we can talk about how Netflix has, you know, they have great content, they have mm-hmm. terrible content. The thing is their content what you, you know, the breadth of their content is far Far right. exceeds there's, what you have there's on Disney+. legitimately Plus. something for everyone on Netflix. Yes. Legitimately. Right. And and you know, you look at all the controversy with the closer from a couple from last month. And the thing is, is like Netflix didn't take that down. They didn't mm-hmm. bend to the pressure because it's popular and people want to see that. And they know it's like, hey, if we start taking this stuff down, if we start just like willy-nilly doing all this stuff. Like we're gonna lose subscribers. We've already we they they already lost subscribers over that cuties thing. No, oh, they lost that they never got back. So right, I, I you know the other thing I think is gonna hurt is like for the year the Disney price it's it's going up ten dollars a month, right? Mm-hmm. For some people that's just too much. Yeah, it's, and again, especially when you have so much competition, and and, and again we talked about the joke is. We started this streaming thing because we didn't want to pay all this money for cable. Right and now, you have all this stuff to choose from. If you <laughs> want it all, it's like much more than cable. But again, you also have those people mm-hmm. that can pick and choose. And th- when Disney Plus came out, was it five ninety nine when it started? Uh, no, it's like three something for like three years. When it if okay. you like signed up early enough, but like yeah, and, and I mean it, like. We I subscribe to Stars so we could watch Heels, and like that ends in ten days for us. You know, like great. Um, you know, I'll probably pick up Showtime for a month when Dexter's done, and watch the new season of Dexter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that I want to, but I'm morbidly curious. Hate watch it. I you know I I I I did not hate the later seasons of Dexter. I just really. By the by, the final season, I was like, okay, like you have to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 when that didn't happen, and the whole thing of trying to hook him and Deb up, his you know adopted sister was very very Ellen Iris West levels of creepy. <laughs> so, she's your sister, Barry. She's your sister. Anyway. <laughs> You think he smelled her hair a lot? Oh, jeez. 
he just walk up behind her <laughs> dude i can't even think of oh, you you know the images in my hair now, in my head now when you said that. she's sitting there trying to do her homework and he just comes by and she's spraying him with like a water bottle beat it you perv that, that is that is so disturbing like the way the fact that they went with that oh. right uh, and it's not, and, and, and the fact that it doesn't place, take place in Kentucky, in the Turkey. Really? Don't you mean Alabama? Uh, I mean, Alabama worked to West Virginia, Mississippi, Louisiana, <laughs> California. I was about to say California. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much debauchery there right now. But yeah, I, you know, I, I think here's the other thing though, is the fact that they're priced their, their stock price went down 10%, uh, a little over 10%, actually. I don't know where it is right now. I don't know how it closed. But, you know, the the price range, the 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 range of what they're offering consumers, um, you know, Hulu went up in price. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't possibly think there's any way they could charge more for uh, for ESPN and get people to be like, well, it's it's only 38 cents. Um, I guess I'll keep it. Oh, 45 cents. No, thank you. <laughs> um, no, wait, I have to pay 45 cents a month and $70 for the UFC pay-per-views. Mm, yeah, that's I, almost, I, I tried to do that, uh, this past Saturday to buy, or yeah, last week to buy, or two weeks ago. Well, yeah, last week to buy the yeah, UFC pay-per-view. Yeah. And I'm, it's just like, because mm, it wouldn't, yeah, it's like, eh, I'll pass. I just can't justify seventy dollars for it. Yeah, man. What everyone was like forty nine, like forty nine. Yeah. That's that's you. That, I can deal with that. You know, I can deal with that. Well, it's forty nine, and like if there's five fights, it could theoretically last. You know, twenty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if there's if it's just all first round stoppages, right? Which has happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and so. again, this this past card was a. It's a great card. I followed it, like you know, just. But again, yeah. yeah. But yeah, back to this. And it, and the other thing, one of the things they were talking about is that, yeah, the marketing costs and the production costs have oh, gone yeah. up, but the premiere access, you know, the Black Widow and Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. were premiere access, and I think wasn't Cruella as well. But yeah, Cruella. I I think Cruella was as well. But they, you know, they just point these out to you know. They're not going to have that. So, right. yeah. That, and I mean, yeah, you look it, at like Sean Chi didn't get that. Um, right. The the uh, return to sender holes did not get that. Um, oh, that was that was a stretch. Hold yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was bad. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I just I mean, but here's the other thing is for the quarter. Right, the quarter of which Black Widow and Shawn Chi came out overall, not part of Disney, lost sixty-five million dollars. Yeah. Now we don't know the line items there, but mm-hmm. one of those movies did not make money. Yes. And I'm almost willing to bet it was Black Widow. I don't know, man. That's I might tough. bet your life on it. 
but I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's just that, I mean, you look at, you look at like, so Eternals is not going to air in China. They made a bunch of changes to it. So it would air in the middle East, even though they said they weren't going to do that. No, oh, Spider-Man. They did that. Oh yeah. Spider-Man, um, no way home or far from wait. Yeah. No way home no is, way home. uh, is already like has a, a China release date. So what does that tell you? cares to huh. what they what they like no, they just they don't have any of that woke crap in there they, yeah that's they, what it's i mean just, yeah you know it, when i say just, they like i mean oh, china okay oh yeah so but yeah i mean you know they they think uh people on the right don't like woke crap <laughs> like you know i i think the other thing too is like there's there's a bunch of countries around the world that do not allow intimacy in their entertainment of any mm-hmm. kind right yeah and you know, uh, from what I understand, the Eternals has a sex scene, like not like a like softcore porn sex scene, but like a lovemaking scene, and it's got some dude on dude action. Yeah, and, so. and look, and for, and then you know the Middle East is all like, how dare you? Yeah, pretty much. I had to I, do it. <laughs> and again, it. But yeah, I, I, see, I wasn't sure if it was uh, the, you know the. Dude on dude action, but I, I when I heard they had a sex scene, that's it. Why you don't need yeah. that? You don't need that in Not, that, in, in that yeah. movie. You don't need it at all. Well, and then people are like, well, Iron Man had a sex scene. No, it absolutely did not. No, it, it had did the not. aftermath. It had it had her in bed the next morning with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow kicking her out. But <laughs> there was no. Which she still had one of the greatest lines in the MCU. It's like, yeah, it's all things, including sometimes taking out the trash. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Um, and then she gave her a jade stone. I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> Goop. Ugh, what the hell? Anyway. Uh. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's just they, they've 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 lost their way. I, like I have a friend who's who's pretty lefty, um, and, and you know I enjoy conversation with him, and and I I enjoy getting his point of view. And he messaged me today, and he's like, and he did not call it Shanti, but he was like, "What is going on with Shanti?" I was like, "I don't know. I didn't see it." He's like, what do you mean you didn't see this? I'm not interested in seeing it. And he goes, did you see the Eternals? I said, nope, not interested in that. And he's like, this phase two Marvel stuff has got to go. I'm like, brother, we're in phase four. (laughs) He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, phase two was like Winter Soldier, Guardians, Ant-Man, all the good stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, phase two was the peak of the creativity of the MCU. Yeah, what what they have so far done in this in twenty twenty one is has been nothing but disappointing, and that's on me seeing two yeah. of the movies and thinking one. I, honestly, I thought Shang Chi was a better movie than Black Widow, but it still wasn't. It was middling right. at best, middling to fair. Yes. Although the uh, access media critics will have you think it's better than Citizen Kane. No, it, it, it was far from that. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And again, if, yeah. Disney, if Disney or if they keep pumping out content like this, mm-hmm. that's not going to change their bottom line because mm-hmm. people, again, we go back to this. You have many choices now. If you're not getting what you want from you know, these people over here, well, I have all these other six, seven, eight, nine, ten people over here I can choose from. Mm-hmm. So, again, instead of, we always say, story first. 
right. make something, make yeah. it interesting. Story mm. comes, story, narrative, characters. Boy, howdy, you're right. Yeah, do that, no, it, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And you know, you know what the, you know what how Marvel became or the MCU became what it is by doing exactly that. By telling good stories. Yes. How Star Wars became the, you know, the sensation that it has across the world over the last 40 years mm-hmm. by doing just that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just do that. But, but what about, no, just do that. Just do that. And, so, and everything else will fall into place. Right. If you can't write a story that's good enough for people to identify with character in some way, that's on you. Um, that that, that says more about you than your audience. Yeah. Yes. So yes, hundred percent. Um. All right. Cool. Let's move on to uh, our next other other as we stick with the the uh, House of Mouse. Um. Some other Disney Disney content. Uh, things have been pushed back. Um. The well, let's we'll we'll start with the Spider Man leaks. Uh, that were air quote leaked by John Campia, who did not think that they were real. You know, he sure put his watermark on them, though. And again, I, I so there's conspiracy theory going around that he that they, he was told, "Hey, here are these pictures. Can you release them?" And then feign ignorance. I, Considering the stuff that goes on in media nowadays, I would not doubt that for a second. I'm not sure if that I'm not saying that I believe that happened, but if it came out to be 100 percent true, I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Well, we've also talked about this like they've built up so much bad will between what's been going on with Black Widow, what happened with Shang-Chi and then the Eternals. Now they have to do something to get people excited to come in to No Way Home. And if that means showing Toby and Andrew and Tom and then Charlie, that's that's what you have to do. I will say the um, the picture of the of the Spiderman, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it just makes me hate Tom Holland's costume. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just like. I, I don't know it like Toby's is the best um, out of the three. Uh, but I like, I would rather see Toby's like in the same material as Tom Holland's. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So, uh, but like they got the spider, right. And you know, all that fun stuff, but, but yeah, it's just, it's so, <sighs> To, to 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 have John Campia do that and then be like, oh no, it's fake. Um, but I'm definitely more excited about the fact that like maybe we'll see Daredevil, not just Matt Murdock, in here. Um, this is obviously the broken multiverse. So like I, I kind of like the idea though that maybe Charlie was like hanging out in uh, Hell's Kitchen doing his thing while why Pete was doing his thing in Queens. So and this is going to be a huge make or break type movie for the momentum of the MCU going forward. Like again, right. we talked about Black Widow. 
there are parts about it I love. Florence Pugh, I loved her in this. It was a massive disappointment. Sean Chi, better than Black Widow, better than I actually thought it was going to be. Still wasn't good. Eternals, I have not seen that yet. I, I will see it sometime in the future. I just don't know when. I just, I don't have the, you know, I don't have the energy to, there's nothing propelling me to want to see it. You don't have the gravitas to want to see it. <laughs> I don't think you would call it that. But. <laughs> uh, you have the restraint to not see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. But th- that is, um, yeah. this is going to be huge. I mean, you had, think about this year. You had, this year for the MCU started off strong with WandaVision. Then you had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was a massive disappointment. Then you had Loki, another massive disappointment, at least for Wait, us. What, what was the second one? Oh, Sylvie. I'm sorry. No, uh, no, no. The sec, the oh. second series you talked about. Oh, you, uh, I forgot what it, what it, what is that? What do you call Virtue that? Signal and the Neutered Soldier? Yes, yeah, and then absolutely Sylvie. that. Yes, and Sylvie. And then you have I what refuse, if, I refuse which, to call it Loki. It's Sylvie. It, it wasn't Loki. That was not so. Loki. That was not Loki. And then you had What If, which was fun. It do, it didn't propel anything forward. Which again, I liked right. What If because it was a fun outlet. It did not move anything of the MCU forward. And then, like I said, you no had all the way, movies. No that, Spider-Man, this No Way Home is is a huge... There is so much pressure on Spider-Man No Way Home to do well because... Well, I told you, this is, their, of, this is their solo moment, right? Yes. It's their water. This is, yep. this is, this is the... Alright, we, we've put out some a uh, couple really bad movies. And one movie that even the Access Media was like, no, <laughs> this, this isn't <laughs> it. Um, no bueno, if you will. Um... And now they're gonna they're gonna do this, and and you know if this doesn't make money, they're gonna have to like go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And I don't. I know we have we'll talk about this uh, the article when they, the, you know, Doctor Strange is going through what we what they call some mm-hmm. well some people call it significant reshoots. I don't know if that has to do with just tailoring it to what No Way Home talks about. Or they're seeing a trend in some of the things they've done over this past year, and they're saying, we might want to, you know, we might want to clean this up a little bit. I don't know. Again, this, you know, we're, we still have, what, six, seven months? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the Well, the all right, here, let's, let's that, just but. skip to, to Doctor Strange real quick, okay? Uh, Doctor Strange sequel undergoing significant, in quotes, reshoots. This is from Hollywood Reporter, so, you know, um, by Boris Kitt and Aaron Couch. And the subtitle is... The doctor is on call till Christmas and the actors and crew shoot six days a week until the end of the year. They're shooting six days a week for, I don't know when they went back, but for two months. Yeah. You can make an entire movie in two months. What are they redoing? Um, so how, how significant insiders say that Cumberbatch and company are undertaking six weeks of shooting, if not more working six days a week. Sam Raimi remains as Helmer, and Sylvie head writer Michael Waldron is still on board writing the new material, which is terrifying. Terrifying. I, that, I, saw, um, I, I shivered when I read that. It is unclear what actors on top, of, uh, on top of Cumberbatch are involved. The crew involved is familiar with the Marvel method, 
and worked on recent pickups for the upcoming upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home and additional shooting for next year's Oscar Isaac series Moon Knight. One source played down the severity of the shoots. Even while in the middle of the production, Marvel is scheduling you for more shooting, adding that the size and complexity of Marvel movies necessitate additional photography. I have yet to hear about a Marvel movie that went back for, for two months plus of reshoots. The last time we heard about a movie that was going, that was pretty much done and going back for a couple reshoots, it was solo. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure. And solo. six months later, they had a whole new movie. Solo lost money. <sighs> Relos are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Keep it going. <laughs> say it. I don't remember. Um, it's the, the nice way of FJB. Anyway. So uh, here's the thing. Scott Dickerson left. He'd co-written the script and was going to direct it. Um, and Creative Differences had him leave in January 2020. Ramey and Waldron were brought on, brought on. I tell you what, Sam Raimi directing this movie is as bad for me as Michael Waldron writing it. Yeah. I... Again, when people think of Sam Raimi, a lot of most people, or when you talk about superheroes, you think of the first two Spider-Man movies. Or did he do all three? He did all three. No, there weren't three. There were only two. Uh, so <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> there were three because we had a whining, crying, dancing, douchey Peter Parker. And um, what Spider-Man 3 really showed us is Topher Grace would have been a far better choice to play Peter Parker. I I remember I when I heard fight me. I, I honestly remember when I heard this news that he was directing Doctor Strange and I was eh? Eh? Yeah. Uh, that that's pretty much and, and even now there's no difference now. And I know we I haven't seen anything about it as far as footage but I don't know. I, the, again, the, this is going to lead. Well, Spider-Man: No Way Home is going to lead. Mm -hmm. Has a big, big is is a lead in for Doctor Strange too. Uh, that I, and, and you know, it's combine supposed that with to be picking up from Wandavision. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I just and then you have and, and again and there are a couple sources in this article. One said eh, this is you know par for the course. Not the two months. I'm sorry. It's just not. And another one saying, like you said, you can make a whole movie in two months. So how much yeah. of this are they retooling and why? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know. It's like I said, the combination of Ramey and Waldron scares me. Um, we liked heels. We did. Michael Waldron was the showrunner of that. But the best episodes were the shows that he didn't write. Yeah. So, and we got what six of those? Seven, uh, and, five. And look, I, I know people so. can can improve vastly in a short amount of time. I just don't want to bet a major movie like this and what it means going forward for the MCU or for any franchise to bet on that. That he's improved right. since. Right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, his writing credits are, are 
Rick and Morty, Loki or Sylvie in Heels. That's it. That's- he was a producer on Heels on Sylvie, Rick and Morty in something called Good Game. He's he's entry level. You know, it, it's yeah. He he just is. I mean, and and look, everybody starts at entry level in some way, right. shape, or form. It's but there's just no reason to hand proper... this guy a tentpole movie. No, it's not. There's no reason. And I hope he knocks it out of the park. It's not that. I really hope it is kick-ass movie. Just based on what we've seen so far. Again, going back to that, the improvement. You know, uh, you know, someone owning their craft. I just don't see that in the short amount of time where he gave us, you know, what he did. You know, I, I don't see that. I don't see him improving that much to for not Dr. Strange. And I don't think Sam Raimi is the type of director that will be able to take um, an, a decent, not good script and then turn it into something fantastic. Correct. And I mean, so, like in the last, let's see, since Spider-Man three, Sam Raimi has directed Drag Me to Hell, which was not good. Oz yeah, the Great and movie. Powerful. I really liked it, but it was yeah, sure. it wasn't very good. It wasn't good. Oz no. the Great and Powerful with Zach Braff, not good. Uh, Rake was a TV show that he directed two episodes of. He directed an episode of Ash versus the Evil Dead. He directed a short called uh, The Black Jindola, something like that. He directed a couple episodes of 50 States of Fright, and now he's got Doctor Strange. And then post-production and then something called King Killer Chronicles and pre-production and World War Three announced. Wait, wait, whoa. Do you say King Killer Chronicles? Yeah. Oh, that's a book series. Anyway, it's awesome. Okay. I figured. But here's the thing. Since 2007, that's one, two, three, that four, is... five, six. And this is his seventh thing since 2007. Now, he's that's... been producing up a storm. Which is great. He was one of the producers on Spartacus, which was an awesome show. He was a producer on Ash versus the Evil Dead. From everything I understand, it's a very fun show. At, at the end of the day, they 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 have an entry level writer and a washed up film director that they're putting in charge of a movie that's supposed to set the direction of the entire MCU franchise. Big gamble, huge. Red flags, just red flags everywhere. If this yeah. was a girl and I was in my 20s, I would have totally dated her, you know? <laughs> but, like, that's how that's how bad the red flags are. It's all the red flags. I thought it was a carnival. <laughs> right? It's like, what is happening here? Is there a funnel cake? <laughs> <laughs> is that an elephant ear? <laughs> um. Anyway. All right. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we, we just need to not get our hopes up. Yeah. Although 2021 and the MCU has done a bang up job, making sure I don't get my hopes up. <laughs> we know what the basement is now. Let's not go below <laughs> it. Oh, we've, we've seen your sub basement. We choose not to go below it. Anyway, <laughs> all right, uh, all right. So the last thing for the Star Wars Disney other news, uh, <laughs> Patty Jenkins might be uh, not doing Rogue Squadron now, so it's getting so, pushed back. 
she was going to do Rogue Squadron, and then for whatever reason, the greenlit Wonder Woman 3. Um, but all a whole bunch of stuff is getting pushed back from, from the DC Warner's side of things. Like, and this is like post COVID stuff. This is not, this has nothing to do with the, the pandemic or anything like that. I mean, even the avatar sequel got pushed back. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's like the, the, like the everything thing here, but the, the indefinite delays for Star Wars Rogue Squadron and the rumors that like the High Republic is done or I'm sorry the High Republic is done um and you know the other Kathleen Kennedy uh shows and things are all on hold and that the Ruin Johnson trilogy is done like Star Wars is in a Disney Star Wars let me rephrase that Disney Star Wars not Star Wars Disney Star Wars is in a precarious posi- position. Yeah, it's it's a table that somehow is being held up on one and a half legs because, and I don't know if you're like which article you're looking at with this one, the Hollywood the Reporter one, one or the the white knighting uh, of Scott Mendelson about. I mean, like, I, I I specifically pulled Scott Mendelson because he's like. Other than John Campia, he's the biggest douche in our our little corner of commentary. Yeah, I, I I read that article and every excuse under the sun he gave Patty Jenkins for whatever. I, but so, so real quick, hold on with Patty Jenkins. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen like the YouTube videos popping up about this. No, I, but I have, like no, there's there's a like most of them have her in this dress. That like she just looks fantastic, and I just wanted to just call that out. It's just like wow, there's like wow, Patty Jenkins is uh she cleans up nice, um, <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there, um, yeah, I you know, with Patty Jenkins, did you ever watch Monster with Charlize Theron? No, I never got to that. That's a really good movie. It, it won Oscars for Charlize Theron, and and I think Patty Jenkins was at least nominated. I don't remember if she won or not, but it was well deserved. Right, the first Wonder Woman movie, again, the first two thirds was great. The last third, I don't put on her because I, I, we, we know that Warner Brothers was notorious for uh, interfering. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm curious though, like, um, the 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 you know the the Paramount's Cleopatra is getting prioritized over Star Wars, like, really. It, it sure sounds like they are subtly or not so subtly with, without saying it they're they're I think they're abandoning this project I yeah because again like you said there's Cleopatra there's Wonder Woman 3 they are what they're trying to do is say hey this is this pushed back but don't worry about it and then people will forget about it and that and their hopes is you have stuff like Boba Fett and Mandalorian season three and some of the other stuff going on from Disney plus side of things for star Wars that you forget that, Hey, we haven't had a movie since that movie that shall not be named. So here, here's the problem that, that just kind of looking at all of this and and thinking about this, 
all of this traffic jam bottleneck of having to move things around and push things back and things that have been done for two years now are finally coming out. They should have just been releasing this stuff during the pandemic Correct. on video on demand for $25 making bank. Correct. Rent it, rent it for 20, buy it for 25, whatever, you know? And like, and again, this is not just, you know, Monday morning quarterback. And we said this a long time ago when, we started seeing this. We again, we've I, been saying I, I, this. I said this when they started canceling. I said this when when they when when Dune got pushed back for the first time, right? Yes. I said just release it now. Release it on yep. video on demand. I don't care what Villanueva says. I have a 4K TV. It looked fantastic. Uh, I don't think seeing it in the theater would. Well, I know seeing it in the theater would not have changed my issues with the story. I do yeah. think seeing it in the theater would have probably given me tinnitus based on what some of my friends have said. So, oh, really? Well, I mean, you know, oh, it's loud. Doom. I mean, well, yeah, not just yeah, the doom, is. but like just the 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 overwrought score to that movie is just it's yeah. too much. They didn't have the restraint. It's the desert. It should be quiet. <laughs> oh, it was so quiet. It should have been that Bjork song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Hans Zimmer. Speaking of, did you did we we did we forget to mention last week with um, Army of Thieves that he did the 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 score for that? I think we forgot to mention that. No, I know you. We mentioned how we liked the score, uh, yeah. but I don't know if we but, mentioned yeah. that he did. No, that. We did not. We did not mention that it was Hans Zimmer. Just putting that one out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, this is this is not good news. I mean, this is pushing pushing all of this stuff back, moving all of this stuff around, doing, you know, all of these reshoots and things like that. And like, as much as Mendelssohn wants to white knight here, it, it's still, you know, um, talking with like, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, this past Labor Day, the Gal Gadot Chris Pine sequel would have certainly been a top tier worldwide blockbuster non COVID times. False. No. It was, it was a objectively bad movie. Word of mouth would have killed that after the first week. Jungle Cruise, Corella, and Space Jam's new legacy and the Suicide Squad were toying tosses, toying, coin tosses, but even a mixed-reviewed Wonder Woman 94 uh, would have been at 650 to 850 million grosser in conventional times. False. False. I think it was so bad, and I think they would have called out like the rapey nature of the Chris Pine's character and Wonder Woman. Um, it would have gotten even more attention. Um, but Jungle Cruise was never going to be a blockbuster. It was not going to no. be a Fast and Furious movie with The Rock. Cruella, at best, was going to make $400 million because it was a movie yeah. no one asked for. LeBron James is the most unlikable athlete on the planet right now. Nobody was yes. going to see that in mass. The people who saw that went to see it on, on HBO Max. And The Suicide Squad, I'll give him that one. That one was a coin toss. That one depended. That one solely depended on word of mouth. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, looking at all this, like Dune part two, he talks about that coming out in 2023. That's too, that's far too long to wait for the sequel to that movie come out to come out. Yeah. Cause it'll have been on HBO max for two years. Of people bitching about like, oh, this is so boring, and people like us bitching about like, oh my god, there's no story. Mm -hmm. 
So oh, oh they took they cut out a major character that has yeah. a major impact on the entire saga. Yeah. Like oh, why why no narrator? So all right, let's uh let's move to our last topic here. Um <laughs> did you like what I titled this section? <laughs> what was that? Creative bankruptcy in comic books. Oh. Yeah. So all right. Uh DC is repeating the death of Superman to make Jonathan Kent the re- permanent replacement for Clark. Allegedly. Uh, did you ever read Yeah, allegedly, sorry. Did you ever read The Death of Superman? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. It, I mean, it's, yeah, it, is. It, it 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 sold millions of copies. It was on newsstands. It came out in like the poly bag that you could so you couldn't just read through it or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um you know, this is uh this is this is the the whole like thing here, right? Like you can't have one without the other. And then now what? You're you're just gonna you're you're gonna write off the character that got it all started. Yeah, and one of the things I I mentioned in this like when I was taking my notes, comics are quite possibly in a worse position if you believe that, then it was back in the day when they had kids burning them. Oh, yeah. Be- because nothing these people do now, and when I say these people, I'm specifically targeting you know DC and Marvel. Nothing these people do is genuine. Mm-mm. It is all self-inserts because I'm a bad writer or yep. I have an agenda. And I, and I love uh, Gabriel El Taib's, uh, you know, his his um, video on apologizing because of the state of things. He's, and he mentions a great thing. He's like, you know, talking about the artwork. Some of the artwork in these books are just amazing. Oh, they yeah. just don't they don't have stories to make the artwork shine. The artwork is good in spite of horrible agenda driven stories that only that decimate. And I'm using this. I don't like it. I'm using it the wrong way, but you know, evidently that's the way the dictionary uses it now. Decimating or destroying, or just smearing legacies of characters that people have grown up with for 30, 40, and fifty years, eighty years for some. Yeah. Years, oh, yeah. You know? In, in mean, some of these, you know, yeah. But you know, it's it's vaporizing, if you will. But I mean, if you look at the so go to the bounding. Like I don't care what you guys think about bounding comics. It's a fine website to look at. And get and get things like this from. They've got the page from uh, Superman twenty nine, the Golden Age Part One, um, and it's art by Phil Hester, who I'm a, I'm a big fan of Phil Hester's art. It's really really good. Um, the next scene they have is Action Comics uh, one thousand thirty five, World War Rising Part Six, um, with art by Daniel Sapri, uh, Sampri, sorry, and uh, Adriano Lucas. Again, like beautiful. Uh, and then you get down to, uh, where is it? Um, then in, they have a, a page from 1036 by Sampri and Lucas as well. And it's, it's, it's all beautiful artwork. And yeah. it's just garbage storytelling. And I'm sorry, but like killing, killing Superman is just a stupid thing to do. Because here's the thing. 
you can't not have Clark Kent around for 30 years like you did with Barry Allen. You can't not have Clark Kent around for 20 years like you did with Hal Jordan. Clark Kent is the cornerstone of your universe. I don't care what anybody says about Batman. I don't care about the fact that there's 40 Batman books right now making him DC's version of Wolverine and Deadpool on steroids combined. It's just Superman is the guy. Superman is the lead. Superman is what gets people into comics when written well. And he's not hard to write well. You just have to care about story. You have to care about comics. And you don't have to give a shit about what happens on Twitter. Yeah. And care about, yeah. Like, I love that. You care about story and care about comics. That's, I mean, it seems simple enough, is it? I mean, really, see, it's that simple. And instead, we get people who, as I mentioned, they want to speak for this, that, or the other when that's not your job. Your job is to write a compelling story with Superman, with Batman, with Wonder Woman, with Spider-Man. Who, who doesn't matter who. And I, I'll go back to something that you said when we were talking about you know the Disney Plus stuff. If you're not able as a writer to make someone of any ethnicity of any gender see this see part of themselves in a certain character, that's your failure as a writer. Because Correct. again, I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm not a kid from Brooklyn. You know they got a super soldier serum. Wait, you're not. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're super jacked. I just assume that's how you got there. We'll talk about this later. (laughs) No. uh, So, hey, wait, hold on. Hold on real quick. Uh, Thinking, thinking critical on YouTube. Wes did this. You can satisfy Twitter or your customers. You can't do both. Uh, The link will be in the show notes. It was back from November 9th. It is a fantastic breakdown of this. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's great. I, I, I did see that. I didn't get a chance to, to check it, to actually go in depth with that. But I, I just go back to my time as growing up with comics when none of this garbage about identity politics and, and all that and, and all that shiza was around. You know who, who I gravitated to? Whichever hero had the best story at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, again, again, I had my favorites, you know, Thor was one of the ones that I used to get a lot. I, I you know, I love the X-Men, uh, some Captain America, some of the West Coast Avengers. I actually had, I, I think I told you this um, the other day, I actually had more Iron Man books than I actually, than I realized when I was, you know, cleaning out my parents' house. I said, wow, there's, there's I, quite a few Iron and, Man books here. And I said, wow, you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize I read that many Iron Man. Yeah. But again, yeah. it, it never had to do with me seeing myself because I identify with where they come from in the sense of, or, you know, their skin color. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love uh, one of my favorite power man and iron fist. That was another one. Yeah. I love that. L- love those two guys together. Yeah. It was all about making these, these characters interesting and saying, Oh, I love how they de- dealt with this crisis here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see myself doing that. And never once was it like, Oh man, I really, I only see myself in this guy cause he's black. Yeah. No. So, I mean, you know, yeah. It's. I mean, we talked about this. I didn't. I. I didn't see myself in Static because I'm black or grew up in an inner city. I saw myself in Static because he's a kid who was just trying to 
be a good person and not get into like trouble with like the different factions at at his school. Right. And I like that. It's like, yeah, I, I wanted to avoid, you know, being like someone who is mean to somebody because somebody else thought you should be mean to them. And, you know, uh, I'm not a rich billionaire whose parents were gunned down after going to see a movie. Um, you know, so obviously I couldn't understand that, but I still identified with Batman or, or more importantly with Dick Grayson, um, is who I really identified with as a, as a, you know, as a kid. Um, and, 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 and at that point he was Nightwing. <laughs> so, uh, with the Teen Titans. Um, but yeah, it's just, everything has to be so superficial now. And that's why everything is so bankrupt. Um, you know, your boy Zach on YouTube had a video a couple weeks ago about, you know, um, how it seems like everybody who writes comics right now, at least with X-Men, is female in some form of non binary gay whatever you know um and they will we'll just you know handle it the way they like to handle it um they have no interest in writing good comics they have interest in putting themselves into stories and having proms and dances that's it wasn't there a, a, a x-men where it was just a dinner party or something yeah, like the that x gala like the it was like a, a 10 issue like event like just dinner party where they all showed up and like they wrote like Kevin Feige into it and uh, like other celebrities. It was the dumbest thing ever. Who, who was the editor there? Who approved, who said, you know what? This sounds like a good idea. Uh, Oh, what is Justin's last name? Um, I think it's Justin white. Uh, I am not a robot. Google. So yeah, Jordan uh, Jordan White, sorry, is the uh, he's the group editor of X Men, and he is a joke on a rope. <laughs> like he he was a Star Wars group editor for a while, and they're like, no, 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 and so they put him on X Men, which is arguably the most important IP at Marvel. Um, and yeah, he he ran he ran Hickman off. After the amazing House of X, Powers of X, he ran Hickman off. They decided we're not going to move on to the second act of your story. We're just going to stay in this first act, and everybody's going to be plants, and they're all going to go to prom, and nothing's going to make sense. We're not going to care about the story. We're not going to like care about the characters. We're just going to suck. And for the first time in about 15 years... I do not have an X Men book on my poll list. Wow, that's that's and that's, it's been that way for two months. Yeah, that's that says it all right there. And the fact that you're going, it's like the whole Miles Morales thing and Miles getting his own clone saga, rehashing for you know, for clicks, creatively bankrupt. Yes. Yeah, this whole Superman may or may not. It, again, they want him out of the way. We know that. And and I don't know if it says it in this article or it was something else that I read where, or a video where it said it, 
like there, it could be something along the lines of, yeah, there may be copyright issues coming up on, uh, with Superman. You know what? Doesn't matter. The fact is right. these people don't want this character and what he stands for to be the cornerstone no. of the DC. No, they just want to destroy and, and break down everything that matters to anybody. Yeah. Plain and simple. There are locusts who have come for our things and are eating them and leaving us nothing but the husk. Can't say any, any better than that. No. I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, we've been so happy the last few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then you gave me all this bad news today. <laughs> Blame you. We should just talk right. about AEW. <laughs> Uh, or like it could have been an AEW Henry Cavill uh, Highlander thing or something. I mean, let's just put it this way: I was like four feet from Ty Conti a couple of times, and that made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> One, she's awesome. Like I'd love her in the ring, and two, she's so hot. It's just so hot. Oh, you haven't seen her anyway. much. Like I, 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 yeah. I did watch you know the the match there when she just like boot kicked everybody in the face, so. dude. The, the the boot kick to the corner that she does is is so cool. Um, and then her finisher is cool too. But and let's be honest, Anna J equally as hot. So, did you watch the whole thing? Yes, like all of Dynamite. So when Max Caster came down and he was rapping about Jungle Boy, and he was like, "You're not even cute, and you're my fetish." <laughs> Was great, and then he talked. About, then he goes, "You're so progressive. You leave your girlfriend with seven guys. That's Anna J, <laughs> who's part of the Dark Order. So um, that was great, dude. That got a huge like. I don't know how the pop for that came across on TV, but that got a huge pop. So that's hilarious. Yeah, it was like I was cracking up. I I I've I have come around on Max Caster, um, the other guy from the Acclaimed." who has now wrestled two really big matches between Daniel Bryan and, and, and Jungle Boy over the last two weeks. I still don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even important enough to remember. Yeah. I, uh, his match had my attention, but it was because I wanted to see the cool shit Jungle Boy was going to do. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. So, that's it. Go check out our uh, our live episode from Fretboard with Kenny from the toy department. It was amazing. Um, we talked a bunch of cool stuff. We, uh, well, yeah, it was just fun. It was a cool show. Yeah. Was, uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll get to do another one next year. Um, they're trying to figure out what they're uh, they're doing to to get that um get that back up and running. So they the Mitch left and uh thanks to everybody who brought toys we collected over uh i think i counted there were like 60 toys in there so, oh that's awesome yeah i'm pretty pretty soaked um unfortunately there's not like a like a convenient place to drop it off to toys for tots so i, I just have to go to the like the harley davidson dealership by the house and just drop everything off there <laughs> so you're gonna get a harley too uh you know i am not allowed to go in there because <laughs> I cannot guarantee I won't walk out with having bought another motorcycle. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, you know, if you like what we do, like, tell your friends about it. Like, 
you guys subscribe and girls subscribe and we we love it. We love you guys. You're you're our infamous family. Uh, but we want to grow this more. So if if you like, if you really do like this, like definitely like let your friends know, share, like and subscribe to everything. Go actually go subscribe to our YouTube. That'll help us because we we keep talking about doing more stuff over there. But like, there's just not the like the likes and views and and follows there yet to really make it like worth the effort. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you agree with that, right? Yeah, I mean, we could do some more. So we could still, yeah, we still, yeah, we definitely could do more. There. But yeah, but it's just kind of like there's just a lot of there's a lot of production effort that goes yeah, into the it. Pr- yeah, the production like, costs. The production costs. It's like super like expensive. Um, we're not even asking for money. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, thank you, thank you uh, for for supporting us and listening to us all these years, and uh, we'll see you next week at our regular scheduled time again, right, Daryl? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> all right, <laughs> later. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Later. Later.